Hello everyone. Welcome to You Me and the Economy. In today's podcast episode, we will listen to Prabhat Patnaik, professor at Center for Economic Studies of Planning at Jawaharlal Nehru University, who talks about wealth tax and ways of raising resources to finance a welfare state in India. I am Prabhat Patnaik. Basically, there is a common misconception that when we talk about resource mobilization, it operates as follows that some people let us say are using goods and services you tax them then their purchasing power goes down they thereby release their hold on these goods and services and when the tax revenue comes to the government essentially the command over these goods and services are transferred to the government and the government can use this command for its own purposes to finance its own expenditures so the financial resources are raised through taxation let us say and the real resources come to the government's hand because of the release of these resources from whoever is being taxed now this is a, a not a correct understanding of issues because firstly those who are being taxed may not actually be consuming anything the taxes may well mean simply a transfer of their savings from their pockets to the government in which case no resources of any kind are released secondly the resources that would be released even if you had some resources being released would be quite different in nature from the kind of resources that the government actually wants the government may let us say spend on education in which case it would demand resources for building cl- uh, classrooms like let's say cement or steel and, and and bricks and so on while the government may tax people who may be rich people let us say who may be going for a holiday in the riviera now they they are not going on a holiday in the riviera does not release necessarily immediately or even in any foreseeable future a steel cement bricks and such like things which the government needs therefore this way, whole way of looking at things is not really a correct way of looking at things basically i think the purpose of resource mobilization is not so much to release resources the resources have got to be there economy when the government actually raises uh, its expenditures they should be available for it to spend uh, but the basic purpose of taxation is to ensure that there is no concentration of wealth let me just give you an example suppose the government does a uh, 100 rupees of fiscal deficit let's for simplicity assume a closed economy now if the government does a 100 rupees of fiscal deficit then it actually puts into private hands 100 rupees which constitute the excess of private savings or private investment and which it then borrows from them that's basically the way the fiscal deficit works but all savings constitute an addition to wealth therefore a 100 rupees of fiscal deficit actually amount to a 100 rupees of gratuitous addition to private wealth if you do not have 100 rupees fiscal deficit 
but your expenditure is financed through taxation. And consequently, the main purpose of resource mobilization is not to release in real that the government needs. They have to be there in the economy, but actually to prevent the gratuitous increase in private wealth that would otherwise come about if uh, taxes were not raised or if 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 if, the, if if there was a fiscal deficit. Now, that being the objective, essentially, uh, we have to ask, whenever the government raises its expenditure by 100 rupees and even finances this increase by taxing people, what we have to ask is that, is this going to be inflationary? Because even if you have expenditures being matched by tax revenue, it can still be inflationary, as I said, because the resources released are not the same or no resources may be released. So first we have to ask whether these real resources exist in the economy, quite apart from what is released or not released, and whether therefore government spending is going to be inflationary or not. Typically, in a society like ours, what you actually find is huge amounts of unutilized capacity which are lying around and huge amounts even of food drain stocks which are lying around. In that respect, the neoliberal economic regime is different from the earlier economic regime we had in this country prior to 1991. In that economic regime, there was typically always a pressure on the uh, availability of food grids, that if you spent more, in that case, if the government spent more, then there would be a rise in food prices because not enough food grain stocks were always available. Uh, and because of that, there would be inflation that would then get generalized to the economy as a whole. But now, under neoliberalism, such is the squeeze on the purchasing power in the hands of the ordinary people that you actually find huge amounts of food grain stocks lying around with the government. Now, this is not because food grain output has increased dramatically. On the contrary, per capita food grain output has really more or less remained stagnant between 1991 and now. But it is because of the fact that there has been a reduction in the real purchasing power in people's hands, because of which you find that there's a lot of food grain stocks lying around these days, which wasn't the case in the earlier regime. Now, therefore, there is no question of there being any inflation. In fact, inflation would arise if either you had uh, complete utilization of food grain stocks or if you had unutilized capacity vanishing so that everywhere you had full capacity or in critical sectors, full capacity use. Now, that's not the case. Therefore, the real resources in the government increase its spending are available in the economy. The purpose of fiscal of, of fiscal mobilization or resource mobilization in order to make sure that taxes amounting to this exact extra spending are raised is to make sure that there is no increase, gratuitous increase in private wealth ownership. And this is basically what I argue. I, I basically argue that. Uh, there are ways of mobilizing resources where the government expenditure can be financed, there will be no inflation, and what is more, the direction of government expenditures can be such as would make India into a welfare state.
this whole claim about poverty reduction in India is really a completely absurd proposition. It's a myth. What is more, poverty ratio has actually increased in the country during the period of neoliberalism. Why do I say that? You see, originally when poverty estimates began by Mission and by Dundekar and Rux in the early 70s, poverty was defined in terms of whether somebody in rural areas had access to 2,200 calories per person per day and somebody in urban areas to 2,100 calories per person per day. Now, after that, kinds of modifications and so on were done. But that is a very basic norm which had been decided upon by looking, for instance, at the nutritional data and, and, and so on. So let's just stick to that norm because on, on the basis of that, you can actually get a comparison over time. In 1993-4, the proportion of the rural population that did not have access to 2,200 calories per person per day was 58%. In 2011-12, which is the last year for which we have NSS data, this is all based on NSS data, it had gone up to 68%. So, so, so to say that poverty has declined when people are, are getting more malnourished, getting more undernourished, is really an absurd proposition. Likewise, in urban area, in the earlier date, you had 57% persons, people below this norm, while in the later date, you had 65% people below this norm. So the whole idea of the decline in poverty really makes no sense at all. Now, then you asked about the wealth tax. Now, the reason I asked about, the, the, the reason I, I, I suggested wealth tax is because, you see, you can have, you can have profit taxation, you can have any kind of taxation that actually, uh, uh, matches the financial resources in government's hands with, with, with what it is going to spend would necessarily mean no increase in private wealth. The private wealth arises, increases because of the increase in the fiscal deficit. If there's no increase in fiscal deficit, no matter how you raise taxes, uh, there is no increase in private wealth. But of course, if you raise taxes by taxing the poor, in that case, it is inegalitarian and it is also something that is recessionary. Because, you know, when they uh, relinquish command over commodities, then you may well have a situation where demand in some sectors goes down and therefore there would be uh, unemployment in those sectors. But of course, we are talking, therefore, if we are not talking about taxing the poor. We are talking about taxing those who can afford to pay taxes. That means taxing rich. In that case, a profit taxation could do equally well. But of course, I suggest a wealth taxation compared to a profit taxation because uh, after all, the whole idea is also to bring down wealth inequality. You see, wealth inequality in any society is always greater than income inequality because let's say worker. A worker has an income but no wealth. Therefore, wealth inequality is always much greater than income inequality. And what is more, almost everybody recognizes that wealth inequality is something which is which which 
which which corrodes the democratic framework. In fact, you know now even even people uh, in the World Economic Forum are talking about uh, a, a, you know undue increase in wealth inequality and so on. So, so wealth inequality subverts democracy. So it's very important that I mean that's why I suggest wealth taxation because it has no palpable effect on the macroeconomics of the economy, but on the other hand, it actually brings down inequalities, which in the case of wealth are very significant. Actually, Michal Kalitsky, the well-known Polish economist, uh, wrote an article in which he actually said that of, of all the various means of raising resources, what he called capital taxation was by far the best. And capital taxation is what I'm really, I'm generalizing capital taxation to incorporate wealth tax.